Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt. There's too many champions in the sport of boxing right now. Too many champions. Too, it's, not, it's not a such thing as a super champion. Not at all. And I'm not taking nothing away from no fighter. It's too, it's too many belts. And the reason why is too... Let me tell people what's going on in the sport of boxing, why there are so many different titles and so many different belts. People don't know you have to pay... Every, for every belt that you win, there's a sanctioning fee. So now if a fighter wins an interim belt, he has to pay a sanctioning fee. If a fighter has just the regular belt, he has to pay a sanctioning fee. Then if a fighter is a super champion, then he has to pay a sanctioning fee. This is not good for the sport of boxing. When the sport of bo now when a fighter fights, every fighter can, every fighter is a champion. Now after you see no belts, is now it's like a, a fighter winning, a, winner, winning an amateur trophy. Everybody is a champion. Everybody got have a belt. So once again, I don't want to knock no fighter. But I'm tired of seeing fighters after the fight. Everybody got a championship belt now. Now, boxing, all these belts is like trophies. The WBC, the WBA, uh, uh, the IBF and the WBO, y'all got to clean this shit up. Y'all have to clean this up. This is bad for boxing. Ain't there such thing as no super champion. You guys are just taking extra money from all these fighters, getting extra money from sanctioning fees. And, and this goes to my company as well. We need, we, we got to clean the sport of boxing up. This shit is, this don't look good. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt. A lot of times when they was talking about uh, comparing Lomo to me, when you got a, I didn't have to have 500, I didn't have to have 500 amateur fights. And he done something that I wasn't able to do. Right. He was able to win two gold medals, which is a, is, is a huge accomplishment. Right. Just to go to the Olympics is something huge in itself. But, and they said, well, guess what? Um, he fought, he was the quickest to win a world title than any other fighter. Man, once you fight 300 amateur fights, you're a professional anyway. You're a professional anyway. And... You cannot compare, you cannot compare a fighter like Lomo to me or a fighter like Ali or a fighter like Sugar Ray Leonard. You know the reason why? Because we won our first fight. We won our second fight. Right. We won our third fight. So did I'm not gonna take nothing from Telefimo for what he did the other mm -hmm. day. But remember, this guy already had a loss to Salida, and Salida wasn't quote unquote the best guy in the world. Correct. He was solid. 
And he, he won a title before, but he wasn't the best guy in the world. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO, free impartial advice on all your debt. Been. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm okay. I'm, I'm good. I saw, I saw, I saw the video you put out today. It's, it's shit, isn't it? It really is shit. It's just so you know something's got to be done about these people. Um, it's just simple ID thing, ID trace. You know what I mean? When you when you register, if everybody's if everybody's attached to some sort of ID, then there's some sort of accountability. Mm -hmm. um, but until then. I'm telling you, that it's been a massive thing for me because I get a lot of abuse. I was going to say that. I remember um, that you did a video about yeah, that. Yeah. And yeah, I get a lot. And they, you and, know, but, I but, feel like people take it to a new low because they bring in your family. It's like, yeah. why do you have to do that? It's completely unnecessary to, yeah. to say something yeah. about something you know you're going to take personal. Like, yeah. same with me. Yeah. I've had people contact my underage nephew and give them what appear to be naked photographs of a woman from behind underage nephews 15 and it was pictures of me from behind and said oh this is your aunt she was um this was her after Kovalev Ward 2 in Vegas and this this and that and he was so devastated he didn't even tell me he contacted my sister told my sister because he was crying and he said that they were making threats that they were going to ruin my life and he, you know, he, he's young. He didn't know any better. He doesn't know what I look like naked. So he doesn't know that's no. not me. Do you know what no, I mean? No. So yeah. when I had to, uh, I had to call him and I had to tell him, I'm like, okay, when auntie turned 18, she got a tattoo on her back. <laughs> that's not me. Okay. Number one, yeah. if it was, yeah. that would make it like underage porn. Okay. Yeah. Number two, yeah. I said, um, this is, unfortunately, this is just the generation we live in, like people are going to harass me and say things yeah. and we got the police involved. And unfortunately there's nothing they can really do. I mean, no. unless something happens on, you know, Twitter side and Instagram side and Facebook side mm. and stuff like that until they enforce something, there's really nothing we can do. Yeah. That's why they get away with it and they do the things they do. Yeah, of course it is. Of course. It is. Cause there's no accountability and that's, that's, that's the problem. None. I mean, as far as, as far as like um, messages and things like that, I found it's helped me massively. So as soon as I see someone, I just block them. I'll, mm. As soon as soon as it's at, on that kind of avenue, I block it. I block it. I block it. And then do you know what? Mm. As time goes by, you kind of realise that because you've filtered so much, so much of the negative um, message you're going to get off that same group of people, because mm -hmm. you've filtered that out, you feel so much better. You feel so much better, you know. And uh, don't get me wrong; there's always going to be fresh people. There's always going to be people coming up. But if if you every time, every time, the first time that they do that, you block them off, block them off, block them off. Yeah. Over that period of time, it it filters it, and it's mm -hmm. so much better. It's so much easier to scope. But now we shouldn't have to do that. But for me, until something's done, I found that that's helped me out a lot. And I, because I don't want to just, I don't feel as though I should have to keep reading that mm -hmm. I don't even you know the YouTube stuff it's like we'll do this mm -hmm. I will never look at comment because it's mm -hmm. just so vile every single one and it's so much so much racist stuff now I get messages racist all the time now 
it's getting worse and worse and worse. And it's like, I don't want to see that because number one, pisses me off. Mm-hmm. Number two, even if it don't piss me off, it's still a negativity on, on my day that mm-hmm. I might be having a great day or, what, or I might be having a bad day. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to see that sort of stuff. So that's how I've, I've kind of like helped myself, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think, I think really anyone that's getting effects like that, they should just but, start using that block button. But how do you handle it when they're like, they can find your, your children, their family. Yeah. Like, yeah. how do you sort of deal with that? Cause I had yeah. a hard time with that. I don't, I don't tag my family anymore. No. Obviously if somebody works hard enough, they or searches hard enough, they'll find what they need, but I'm not going to yeah, make it easy by putting the tag out there. No. And my nephew no. just turned 18. So he's, you know, he's free range now. He's a grown man. He yeah. can, I can tag him. Yeah. But how do you deal with yeah. that? Because you, you still no. have little ones. Yeah. That's, you see, that's the thing is the only time where I've kind of gone off on it is when they brought my daughter into it, mm-hmm. said things about my daughter and stuff. And then the power of Twitter is, literally in five minutes I find out who they are, where they're at, where they work, all their address, and then you you you, you have to put it on them. You put it on mm-hmm. the toes. And mm-hmm. and that's the thing is what they have to understand is that when it's number one, it's great giving abuse to people in, in the public eye or people that you know you've, you've got a lot of contacts and things like that. So, so they're up there, the profile's high. So they want to give you their shit. But um when when it's if he is that sort of person, then that sort of person is going to know a lot of people and they're going to know people that are going to like <laughs> bite back. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And so, so when you put it back on the toes and then they kind of like see the, you know, see the light and see the mm-hmm. ways, you know, they shouldn't be doing. And that's what, that's what sometimes you have to do. Um, you know, but it's not nice. It's not what we should be doing. No, it's not. And you know what? I'm, I am really good at ignoring people. Like it's mm. water off a duck's ass to me for the most part. But I find that I have like mm, maybe one or two moments a year. I think the last time yeah. I had this moment yeah. was uh, I was at the WBC convention in Mexico and I had an absolute mental breakdown one night because it was just, it got really bad. I made the mistake of reading the comments under a YouTube video. And I was like, what did you do? Why did you do this? You done ruined your vacation. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I I don't, I I don't, I don't read that sort of stuff. Cause that is just, that's the, that's the vilest of the vile. It's like, wow. I wonder why that is. Yeah. Why is it YouTube and Twitter's the worst? Instagram's bad, but it's not nearly as bad as Twitter is. No, no. YouTube's the worst for me. And then Twitter, I bet. But YouTube's like unreal. So do you know it was, what? who was it? Somebody told me about the comment. Can I have you look at comments anyway? Somebody said mm. to me, "Oh, have you seen it? You want to read your comment?" I'm like, "Really?" And then I was like, "Wow!" And I mean, it's like people telling saying that you you get cancer and things like that. That's oh my like God. next level shit. Yeah. It's like wow. But you know, it, it's and for what? Because they don't agree with your opinion, right? And, yeah, that's why. Yeah, I, that's that's why I was like, on telly and stuff like that. And it's like, oh, okay. That's why I was like, what? What have I done? Like, what have mm. I honestly done to warrant such mm. vile things? Like, I've, at, I'm not even exaggerating. Like, I've been, I've had threats made against me. I hope you die. Um, I hope you get, or uh, some, I've had comments about rape. Like, mm. that's not funny. Like, yeah. what, 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 <laughs> what inspires somebody to get up and say those things? Like, surely they have to have 
you know, a mom or sisters mm -hmm. or cousins, friends, anything. I'm like, how would you feel if somebody said that to, to your daughter yeah. or mm -hmm. your sister? Mm -hmm. Like, it's just not funny. It's not, I, mm -hmm. at what point is joking about those things funny? Like, but, but this is this is where it goes is is that you know when you when you pull them about it and then they try and say oh it's banter answer no no it's not no it's not it's not all but no here's you know, the best one Dave people say to me oh you American you just need to learn about English banter I'm like homie listen I know the best of the best who give banter okay. I'm not someone who's sensitive. You see the guys I'm always around, like they're always treating me like little sister and teasing yeah. me constantly. And I'm, I'm always the, you know, the subject to the joke, but yeah. it's not like that. That's not funny. Yeah. I can deal with banter. That's harassment. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's bullying. That's yeah. harassment. So, yeah. but until the system changes, you're right. Nothing's really going to change. I do do my best to block, had a moment, no, I would never normally put out something like that. I mean, I've all, I've been doing this for nearly yeah, 10 years and I've never done a video where I cried or I, I was the, it's just, yeah, but it comes times when, when you, you can just get that button press on that certain day. Now, what, what, what gets me is that you see people, no, I, I know it's, it was bad for you and you had, you had a bad day that day, but my point is, there is there is people out there mm -hmm. that are literally on on that fine line between where the depression's getting on top of them and where they're struggling so much just to like just to stay alive just to stay with it and just keep with it that one day where you or me we have we have that little bite bite we give it a bite we you know we we, we let it affect us mm -hmm. that's all well and good and that's bad for us but how do they not know that that person that they're giving that shit to on that day doesn't press that button that they just go home, take tablets, do whatever they're gonna do, and just just because they've had it enough and that's just tipped them over, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden people, them same people are giving out the views when when a celebrity kills himself, commits suicide, suffers from depression, and and and, and goes the wrong way, they're all about be kind and all we should think about before we you know before we what we say and all that mm -hmm. sort of shit but fast forward a few months they'll do the same thing again mm -hmm. people don't think about that and and no. genuinely it's it's like you have to understand that if if you're somebody that's in a in a, in a bit of a public spot where you've got a lot of followers you've got a lot of connections with um, interactions with, with with the public through social medias then if you're giving out that shit then odds are there's others and it's like mm -hmm. it's like when it's a wave there's only so much that some people can take and mm -hmm. and you know it's 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 difficult it's hard but like i said is i found it a lot easier block 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 at first i didn't want to block because i didn't want to give them satisfaction you, you see them where they take a picture they take a picture and say oh see ah, block is blocked with like but what do i care because yeah it's like they just put stop to it from that one you know you, you're beating them back sort of thing you know but you'll never you'll never stop them all there'll still be few gets through but you're stopping the majority of them coming through yeah. so then it, if it just takes a little bit of pressure off your day if it takes a little bit of negative out of your day then press that fucking button do you know what i mean that's, that's, that's what it takes that's why i like it, on instagram you can now filter words did you know that no. Oh, I'll show you. So there's a setting, it's in settings where you can go and type in any comment, I mean, or any word, 
and it'll filter it out. So if I, if I literally, you should see my filters, by the way, it's unbelievable, but that's because it's the shit people say. If I was to leave it full blown open, you'd never see anything. You'd have to look for the nice stuff. Do you know what I mean? So I, um, yeah, so they have that option and I feel like social media across the board should give that option. You should be able to get on social media that day and feel like it's not going to fuck you up. Yeah. I mean, no, seriously, yeah. like I have to actually ask myself, do you want to log on? Like I haven't, I still haven't lo- logged on to Twitter today. I still haven't mm-hmm. looked. I put the video up and I walked away. I, I literally came home and started gardening because that's what, like what makes me feel grounded and just mm-hmm. distresses me because my chest was literally hurting, like physically hurting. Like, you know, when you have anxiety. So, but yeah, that, that's an option. I do think there should be some sort of vetting process when it comes to joining social media. It's just too reckless. And if, if, we, could, if we could filter out political stuff, uh, why can't we do that with, with harassment and bullying? Yeah, true. But social media depends on all of these accounts and doesn't want to give up half of their database. Can you imagine if they actually had to have an ID to sign up? A real ID. That way, if you get reported for saying something crazy, you're yeah. you're gonna be held responsible for yeah. that. You threaten to kill someone, yeah. that's something to be taken serious. You threaten to rape yeah. someone, that should be taken seriously. But when I'm going to the, the police and they're saying there's nothing we could do, what do you mean there's nothing you can do? Mm. That's why I said in the tweet, I wasn't literally saying I'm gonna hurt myself, but I'm literally I'm asking the question, like what if I was on the verge? What yeah. if yeah. I was suffering from depression and those those few messages really just threw me over the edge what if Mm. what so something terrible has to happen before Mm. anything gets done i I always watch those i always watch those like murder mystery shows and stuff and one of the things i've always asked is whether it be myself or whoever's with me is why is it that all of these people pretty much had restraining orders went to the police all the time warned them about these people harassing them and there's nothing they can do. But when they end up dead, that's the first person that they go to. <laughs> you, because that was the one harassing them. So why yeah. is that, you know? It's just so stupid. Yeah, I know. But, I mean, it is what it is. I don't even want to give the, the haters the time. No. I, 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 no, I had a moment. No. no. You know, yeah. I was being honest. That's how I felt in the moment. And... You know, but hopefully, you know, maybe we should get a petition going around about, you know, making social media responsible because mm-hmm. something really needs to be done. They can do it. They're just not doing it. Yeah. So it's true. not like it's impossible, you know, mm-hmm. but anyways, Dave, I wanted to talk to you. Let's get on to boxing. Hey, Fight fans. It's Michelle Joy Phelps. If you haven't already subscribed to our YouTube channel, make sure you do so by clicking this icon right here or else. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO, free impartial advice on all your debt. Before I let you go, Johnny, just want to clear something else up. Uh, You had Tyson on Talk Sport. Now, I can't remember whether it was you or Spencer Oliver. Spencer, I think, said he picks Joshua because of heart and grit. And I think you said because Joshua is an all-round better fighter than Tyson. Mm-mm, 
I didn't say he's all right. No, 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 no. I, I did say he was an all round better fighter because he's not. Tyson Fury technically is the best. So what did you say? Why did you pick Joshua? What was your reasoning? I picked Joshua because I think uh, uh, because I think in every department uh, he can give a good he can give give a good uh, um, representation of himself. He can fight, uh, and I mean he can fight inside. He can fight. He can box. Can't box as good as Tyson Fury. I think he can fight better, but I don't think he can box better. So if you can box and you can fight, uh, they've both got heart, they've both got grit, they've both got determination. Uh, to me, it's so close and it's so subjective. And that's, that's what I said. I think in regards to saying uh, all around technically better, I don't think Spencer meant, meant that uh, Anthony Joshua is technically a better boxer than, than um, Tyson Fury because he in. <laughs> he in. I think technically the best two the best two heavyweights out there are um, um, technically are Tyson Fury and Alexander Usyk, and I think Alexander Usyk, we will see where he stands in the gate of the heavyweight division when he fights um, um, Derek Chisora on the thirty first. So was it was it Spencer who said he'd pick Joshua because of heart and grit? It must have been him. Wasn't you? Yeah, must be. Yeah. It ties a bit. You seemed a bit agitated by by both your picks, really. Yeah, of course, of course, and of course, because if you, uh, you've, of course, because if you meet someone and I don't think you win, of course you're going to defend yourself. You're not going to like it. It's not personal. It's just an opinion, and and so you can't. And the problem is this: when people see Tyson Fury, if you think he's going to win or lose, they're not going to say, "I think you're going to lose." They'll, they'll, they'll either say nothing, avoid him, or, or tell him what he wants to hear. And, and, they, and, and they, this is Taz of Fury's words, they're shithouses. They're the ones, because I would appreciate somebody telling me their truth than telling me what, I, what they think I want to hear. And I, I respect someone's honesty and directness. Don't bullshit, don't blow smoke on my ass. And, and, uh, and so you listen to each time Taz of Fury calls somebody a shithouse. You ask yourself, why does he call him a shithouse? You know, because you have a full of shit or, or, or you're just telling me what I hear but I've heard what you've said elsewhere. I, I, don't, I don't play that game. It's like, what kind of a person are you? You've got, you got to stick, you got to, stick to what, with what you're saying. And again, these are, I actually like Titan Fury. I, I, a lot of his boys, I, I, I get on with a lot of his, I, I actually get on with him well, I think. Uh, massive respect for his, to his pops. And I think he's probably one of the, his dad is probably one of the most underrated readers of our game going. Maybe his delivery is a bit, a bit too, uh, a bit too aggressive or scary for the people that are listening to it. But his dad is probably, he reads our game so good. He read Tyson Fury against Deontay Wilder down to a T. And they, they kind of mocked him. They kind of ignored him. They're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. I think he's a great reader again. And, um, and so, again, with those two fighting. And if you ask him, ask him to honestly speak and to, 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 to ask him about uh, uh, the Joshua fight. Of course, he's going to pick his son. But he'll say it's not an easy fight. Um, he, he rates Usyk massively. Um, uh, and, and so, and when he sort of talks through with them, he'll give you, he'll break it down. He'll say how it is. Listen to the words. Listen to what he's saying. Um, so, so again, I think we're in a great position where we've got two heavyweights that uh, that can be like at the top of the string. We've got two heavyweights that are here in England 
how times have changed that will put them under the biggest fights in the world. And uh, again, you never know. Tyson and Joshua fight in the same card next month in December. You never know. What, what makes you say that, just lastly, what makes you say that uh, Joshua can fight better than, than Fury? He said Fury can box better than Joshua, but someone who's got the canvas uh, against Wilder in the first fight in the 12th round and then arguably won the rest of the round, the Steve Cunningham fight, uh, the McDermott fights, etc. What makes you say that one of them can have a, a scrap better than the other? Okay, then, so let's pick Joshua. Joshua got locked by Dylan White, who's a bastard who can fight for fun uh, and still came back to end up tearing him up and knocking him out. Joshua got uh, got manhandled by, by Klitschko. That was beaten by Fury before that. But it's not about, it's how he dealt with it, how he dealt with it, uh, uh, the knockdown. Um, I think when he got done by Ruiz, that the inexperience of, 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 uh, uh, of, of no, not knowing what to do is, is, is uh, it said so much in that fight. But what I loved is how I came back from it because everybody and his mother said Anthony Joshua should not go back in with, with uh, Andy Ruiz because mentally it's gonna, you're mentally going to be scarred. He's mentally, you know, you've got to get it out of your head. And I mean, people that are going to his face telling him, oh, you're done. And I know those, what those people are saying when he's not there. Right? But what did he do? He stuck to his guns. He got his mind strong, saying, hmm, I'm going to do this. Stuck to a game plan, made sure it was his next fight and did the impossible. You look at how long he's been boxing. And, and in the space he's been boxing from 18 years old, look at what he's achieved. So look at them and him then doing that, getting turned over by Ruiz, then coming back in immediately the next fight to, to, to beat Ruiz, uh, to outbox Ruiz. And so it shows mental strength. It shows cojones. Um, and, and, and that's, that's the, the, the person he is, just like Tyson Fury. Just like Tyson Fury. So what I'm saying is that as an all-rounder, when it comes to that mental strength, and again, and the other thing was this, and again, if I'm quoted, if I'm wrong, I, I apologise. The other thing is this, how, so Joshua fought Dylan White. Uh, he beat Dylan White after getting rocked. Dylan White's got himself into a position, but what's happened in his last fight, to, to, to be a threat to the heavyweights. Dylan White's the only fighter I've heard Tyson Fury, uh, Tyson Fury hasn't shouted out. Regardless, like, all right, let's ignore what was said, what's been said, and what's happened behind closed, closed doors with them. Why? Because Tyson Fury is a fighting man. So I know, I know Dylan White is nightmares to everybody. You never know right now. People are thinking, yes, I know how to take that boy out. It's the same shot Anthony Joshua took him out with, and Pulev took him out with, uh, Pavekin took him out with. Um, but I just think, fight wise, I'd lean towards Anthony Joshua. Boxing wise, technique wise, I'd lean towards. Um, uh, Tyson Fury. That's just my opinion. Okay, Johnny Nelson, I know you're busy with Sky now. As you said, you're busier at home than when you go into work, so I'll let you go. <laughs> Thanks for your time. Yeah. We'll catch up soon, all right? Good That's what, Peace. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt. Let's have a look at the boxing schedule for the remainder of 2020. Well, tomorrow we were supposed to have the light heavyweight world title fight between Artur Baturbiev and Adam, is it Denis? Dines? I'm not sure how to pronounce that surname. Excuse me. But that's been postponed due to injury. 
Also tomorrow, Fabio Turchi versus somebody else whose name I can't pronounce. So let's move on. In fact, let me skip some of these fights, which I'm not particularly interested in or where the fighters are, you know, fighters I don't really know. There's no point in discussing something when I don't really know who the fighters are. Maybe some of you guys can fill me in on my ignorance in the comment section below. October 24th, we do have Sergey Lipinets, that's Saturday, obviously, against Costillo Clayton. Next Friday, so not tomorrow, but a week after that, Jaime Munguia versus Torino Johnson. I'm quite looking forward to that fight, actually. I do enjoy Munguia fights because he is an entertaining pugilist. October 31st, we've got Javonta Davis versus Leo Santa Cruz. We've also got Inoue versus Jason Maloney and Alexander Usek versus Derek Chisora. So the Saturday after this one will be quite a good day for boxing with Javonta Davis, Inoue and Usek fighting. November 7th, Devin Haney versus Gamboa. Now, Gamboa is all types of washed up but at least it will provide a yardstick with which to measure where De Devin Haney is at relative to Tank Davis, because Tank Davis, of course, of course, fought Gamboa not too long ago. When I say not too long ago, it's probably like, I don't know how long ago. I'm thinking it was a year ago or something, but people are going to tell me it's two, three years ago now. That's how quickly time flies. You've got Luis Ortiz coming back against the journeyman, also on November 7th. Is that going to be on the undercard? No. Different location. What else we got here? Crawford versus Kell Brook. That's now confirmed. That will take place. Interestingly, it doesn't say the venue here or the location because they had talked about putting it on in Las Vegas. They did apply for a license to have the fight go ahead in Las Vegas or wherever it was. A perm I'm, I'm not sure exactly what the situation is with regards to all the restrictions but they applied for something to have the fight take place in Las Vegas so Terence Crawford versus Kell Brook is happening I think a lot of us like that fight hopefully Kell Brook minus his longtime trainer Dominic Engel can still put up a good showing because on his day Kell Brook is a formidable fighter at 147 pounds Povetkin White too obviously on November 21st that's on Sky Sports box office in the UK and zone in other territories around the world. Danny Jacobs on November 27th against Gabe Rosado. Why is Rosado still getting opportunities against top level fighters? No disrespect to Rosado, but why is this still happening? Daniel Dubois versus Joe Joyce the day after that, November 28th. We all love that fight. That's at the O2 Arena in London on regular BT Sport. So that's basically satellite or cable, but you're not going to have to pay an additional box office fee on top of it. But for those of you not from the UK, BT Sport is a subscription cable or satellite. So I believe BT's cable, isn't it? It's not satellite at all. It's just cable. Correct me if I'm wrong. Sky Sports, of course, was always a satellite, uh, but BT Sport, I think that's cable. Correct me if I'm wrong. Anyway, it's still a television network, so you get a whole heap of different channels on BT, and one of them is the sports channel. But obviously, you have to pay a monthly fee for that. So there is a paywall, but it's not 
an additional paywall of pay-per-view. What else we got here? Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones on November 28th. That's a circus, but Mike Tyson's career, really after the second Holyfield, from the second Holyfield fight on, Mike Tyson's career was a circus and people were still happy to tune in. So the fact that he's resumed this circus, whatever it is, 15 years after he last fought, what can you do? Just shrug your shoulders. And I'm going to be honest, I'm tuning in to watch the fight. <laughs> As I say, Mike Tyson's career turned into a circus after Holyfield 2, and it became car crash television. Now, there was always an element of car crash television about Mike Tyson's career, even going all the way back to the 80s. But he was still the number one heavyweight for a long time. But once it was clear that he's no longer the number one heavyweight, what did people continue to tune in to watch Mike Tyson for? It was the car crash element of it, where it's a horror show, but you can't help looking. And that's what the Roy Jones fight is. And by the way, I'm going to talk about Mike Tyson in a separate video, because one of the latest training clips of his is very interesting to me. So I'll be talking about that. But yeah, not going to lie, I'm tuning in to watch Mike Tyson, Roy Jones. What else we got here? December 5th, Errol Spence, Danny Garcia. Very good fight. Very interested to see where Errol Spence is at following the layoff and, of course, that terrible crash that he was involved in. Also, on that same night, is this going to be... Okay, yeah, Ryan Garcia, Luke Campbell, they're both the zone fighters, of course. No, it's... Okay, so they've got a clashing situation there. Uh, but they're not both pay-per-view, of course. Errol Spence, Danny Garcia's pay-per-view, but that's a PBC show. Ryan Garcia versus Luke Campbell with subscription to Zone, Sky Sports in the UK. Good fight. We'll see how good Ryan Garcia is when he faces off against Luke Campbell. Joseph Parker versus Junior Farr on December 11th. That's a New Zealand uh, derby, a showdown between the two best heavyweights in that country. So looking forward to that one. Hopefully we get drama and fireworks. You've got two heavyweights there, big guys with fast hands. So, and, and a lot of pride on the line. Perhaps it will result in an exciting spectacle. This fight here between this French champion, I believe it's pronounced Obali, against Nonito Donaire. I think he's still undefeated, isn't he, Obali? Correct me if I'm wrong. But he's been champion for a little while. He's taken on the veteran Nonito Donaire, who did himself proud against Inoue and showed that he had, I guess, a decent amount left in the tank when, for all the world, it looked like he was washed up. And then December 12th, we've got Anthony Joshua versus Kubrat Pulev. Also, the return of Tyson Fury is most likely going to take place in December. And at the moment, it's looking like either Carlos Takam or Ajit Kabayel. Those are the names that Bob Arum has thrown out in recent days. So let me know what you think of this in the comment section below, guys. The remainder of 2020, this is the boxing schedule as it stands at the moment. As I say, the Baturbiev fight has been postponed, but everything else at the moment provisionally is still going ahead. So let me know which fights you're looking forward to the most. And also, 
if there's any fights missing from this particular schedule, I've already talked about the Tyson Fury comeback. I say comeback, return to the rings. You know, it's not a comeback. He hasn't been anywhere. Uh, but Tyson Fury's return to the ring. I've talked about that. But if there are any others, then let me know in the comment section below. All right. All right. Well, you know, I got to ask you the million dollar question, Dave. You know, when, not if, isn't that exciting to say, but when the fight happens between Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua, how do you see that? <laughs> <laughs> because I don't know if you can really talk about it because I know you, you do work with Sky or I don't want to like put you in a funky position, no, but no, it's not I'm, a funky position. It's, it's opinions, okay. isn't it? That's yeah, what it yeah, is, yeah. opinions. Well, and, you'd be surprised and, because a lot of people feel like when you work with a specific network, you sort of side with the guy with the network. So I'm not quite sure. Not you can you know, not everyone do, do you likes know, to give their thoughts. Do you know the thing? I, I don't I don't struggle with that as such. I struggle more with you know if 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 I know somebody and if I get on with somebody really well and then you ask you get an ask an opinion where you actually think oh this is going to get beat. I struggle with that sometimes. <laughs> no. because it feels like I'm not. I, do you know what I mean? I'm I'm not comfortable with saying. Oh, Dave, I don't do give I, predictions I at all. Like at all. Well, there like you go. The, I well, could. There, there you go. I love to ask people, but I don't give them at all because I know what you're saying. Like it's a small. It it's a big industry, but it's small in the sense yeah. that we all. I mean, everyone knows everyone, and yeah. it's awkward. It's proper awkward because when you see them. You're like, yeah. you're not you saying not. like you're not good enough or, or you're not no, saying that you're no. a terrible fighter. It's just no. styles make fights, right? So, yeah. Yeah. all right. So if, if yeah. you can, if you so, want. So say, no, say, no. So, 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 so going, going to it, you've asked me a question, so I'll answer it how, how I see it. And what I would say is that um, um, when, when AJ fought Ruiz a second time, there was no way before that fight mm -hmm. that I would have thought that in that time, in that window of space, that Anthony Joshua would all of a sudden become a smooth, light-footed, very good boxer in mm. the sense that he was on that night. And he's added that to his game. And he it was absolutely brilliant that night. Absolutely brilliant. Just like Fury in his last fight against Wilder, there was no way from the first fight to the second fight would I have ever thought that Fury would go from being the awkward, slick, skillful, long range fighter that knew perfectly how to take things away from me and be awkward, mm -hmm. awkwardly effective, to then all of a sudden become a front foot fighter in a in the crunk mold, you know? Um, and he did. And he, so you've, he's added to his game. So my problem is here, when I'm looking at the fight, <laughs> I see it in your face. <laughs> no, so my problem is, is, is the way that the way that Anthony Joshua has fought. I'm looking at previous fights. Uh -huh. So the way that he's fought all through his career, when he's coming forward, take your head off. I I think that Fury, if you look at always what he's done in his career, can take that away from him, mm -hmm. and can be awkward, rangy catch him on the way and things like that. That's, that's my problem. But then the way that AJ is added to his game and he boxed in the rematch with, with Ruiz, mm -hmm. 
Ruiz is down here, AJ's up here, so he's got the height, the, 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 the reach advantage and everything, and he can get on the soles and box. But against Fury, AJ's going to be looking up. He's going to have the short reach. He's going to, you know what I mean? So can he box like that to outbox Fury? I don't think so, not against Fury. Mm -hmm. Can he come forward like he normally does in his fights and beat Fury? And without Fury taking away from him, I don't think he can. Mm -hmm. But where I think that the moments of success that Anthony Joshua can have, if he can get into those moments and if Fury allows him to, to, to engage, is when they get in that range and AJ puts his hands together. Because when he puts his hands together, as a combination fighter in the heavyweight division, he's very good. He puts his shots together really, really well with speed and with power. And it's in those those pockets where if he has got a chance of beating Fury, it's then. Mm. But at that range, whether it's Fury going backwards and AJ coming forward, or whether it's Fury keeping my arm's distance and pushing him back like he did against Deontay Wilder and putting him on his back foot mm. and controlling the range there, I can't see how AJ beats him in those two those two phases. Mm. And and the way that, that Fury can dictate the range and the distance. Is right up there. It's mm -hmm. right up there. And and a lot of times in boxing, I mean, we saw with, with um, Lomachenko and Lopez, because Lopez could control the range and the distance, he controlled everything that was going on in there, really. You know? And and this is this is what happens, especially at the top level boxing. The man that can control that distance, the range, is the man that, that, that has the success. And mm -hmm. and I, I so I would make Fury a favourite. Exciting thing about the heavyweight scene is you never know what's going to happen i mean and and the, but the best thing is though you, like you just said that there tyson fury is not invincible he's been put yeah. on his backside mm -hmm. you know and he has been dropped both, you know? yeah, so, both. so 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 it's not like it's it's a case where i'm saying well aj can't beat him mm -hmm. no i'm saying i would make aj an underdog but it's a live underdog if he can get into them spots into those situations because when you do catch tyson fury it does register on him Mm -hmm. So, so an AJ can punch. So he has that. He has that chance. He has that. You know, he has that chance there. But you know, I'd, I'd, and and obviously AJ has been hurt before, and he's been dropped before. So, yeah. so you know, it's it's a great, it's a great matchup. It's a really good fight, and that's why we all want to see it. That's why it's got to happen, and that's why it just seems a happier place because it looks like now it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Hey Fight Fans, it's Michelle Joy Phelps. If you haven't already subscribed to our YouTube channel, make sure you do so by clicking this icon right here, or else.